Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at BethesdaChurch.tv slash give and simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Thank you so much for your giving. Can we give it up once again for all those that just got baptized? So, so cool to see how God is moving and changing lives. We kicked off a brand new sermon series last week called Taming the Tongue. And so we want to pick up kind of where we left off last week. We talked about criticism. And with that message, we learned that a lot of times we tear others down in an attempt to sometimes feel better about ourselves. Sometimes it's because we have forgotten what God has done for us. And so we receive God's grace and somehow forget about that. And and instead of extending grace to people, we extend criticism to them. And so that's what we hit in week one. But what what we have to know is that our words have the potential to bring life to those around us. That that our words, uh, our words will literally frame our world. My life moves in the direction of my words. Proverbs says that I can speak life, I can speak death, that I will eat the fruit of my lips. That means that my words become seeds that produce a harvest that I end up eating, that harvest. And, and so a lot of people's lives are in a bad place because their life is following their negative words. Can I get a good amen right there? All right? So this week, we're going to kind of switch gears. We did criticism last week. This week, I want to talk to you about gossip. This hasn't been fun today. It's been like surgery. Like surgery that's painful. And I believe that today will probably be painful for for many of you. Uh, And the reason for that is that gossip is something that we have all participated in, we have all been hurt by it, and, and so we're going to talk about it today, but I want to start in James chapter number 3, it's kind of a theme text for this series, starting in verse number 3, it says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example, although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, They are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Everybody say gossip. Gossip. Say it again. Say it one more time. Gossip. Okay. 
In regards to gossip, all of us know somebody that gossips, don't we? We all know someone who gossips. Um, and, and here's the thing. Don't be elbowing your neighbor today. Like I said, that's for you. All right? You don't have to scream at me and say preach it or anything because your neighbor needs to hear it. Um, this is not taming your spouse's tongue or your boss's tongue. This is taming your tongue. Okay? So I want you to make it personal. I want you to look into your own heart and life. And the truth is, some of us probably participated in gossip this past week. Some of us may have spoken gossip. Some of us may have listened to gossip. Either way, we're all affected by gossip from time to time. And whatever the case, we know that it's running rampant. It happens all the time. And, and we have to ask, why do we hear gossip everywhere we go? Why, why does that happen? Well, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8 says this, Rumors are like dainty little morsels that sink deep into a person's heart. So gossip is like dainty little morsels. It's kind of like, have you ever had one of those containers of chocolate-covered coffee beans? Praise Him. I'm starving. Like Those are, to me, if I open that container and I eat one, that container, those chocolate-covered coffee beans become dainty little morsels to me because I, will, I won't eat just one. I will eat the whole container. And he says that's how gossip works, that when we participate a little, we begin to jump into the deep end of the pool, and, and our whole world revolves around conversations that we should not be having. Oh, this is so fun. So fun. And, and here's, here's another thing. We don't start out the day thinking, man, I, I can't wait to get to work. I can't wait, you know, to, to leave the house today because I'm going to find some people and I'm going to gossip. That's not, how, that's not how we start our day. But sitting over coffee, we're in a normal conversation with somebody, and all of a sudden in the conversation they say, did you hear about so-and-so? And then we lean in. Not for a kiss. We lean in and say, do tell, right? I didn't know. Tell me what you know. I would love to find out. And, and maybe you and I should go and tell the, these people as well. And so that's how gossip works. It can start out as an innocent conversation, and before you know it, you have jumped into the deep end of the pool headlong into gossip. It's like dainty little morsels. And so gossip, I've heard it said, and this is on the screen for you, I want you to grab this. Gossip can actually travel around the world and back before truth can get out of bed and put its pants on. How many know gossip travels? And it, it travels quickly. It, it travels really, really fast. And with the advent of social media, now it's not just having a conversation in the break room at work or over a cup of coffee. We can hear news and then type news and hit post, hit send, hit share, and we are now participating in something that the Bible is very clear. It's wrong to gossip. Hit your neighbor and tell them it's wrong to gossip. And the funny thing about gossip is, is that it usually starts out one way, but by the time it's been shared, like, 37 times, 
it ends up another way. It's kind of like the telephone game. Y'all remember that? You line up a bunch of students, and you tell the first student a sentence. You give them a complete sentence, and, and they are supposed to whisper it to the person behind them and so on all the way till the end of the line. And we all know how that game works. You can give them a sentence, but by the time it gets to the last person, as they whisper it, the communication breaks down. And by the time the last person says what they think, was spoken to the first person, they have totally butchered it. It's, it's so far off. And that's what happens with gossip. As something is shared over and over and over, what we have to understand is that every person interprets a story through their own perspective. And so have you ever had a story make it to you, and by the time it made it to you, it was so far from the truth, you're like, who made this up? Like there's not an ounce of truth in what you've heard. And so that's how gossip works in our lives. And and a lot of people are participating in it. And you may even say today, you know, that's a, I want the deep stuff, pastor. I I need the meat of God's word. I, you know, I I just need you to just uncover some revelation for me. But let me ask you something. Have you ever been affected by gossip? Have you ever been the victim of somebody sharing a story about you while you're not there? Private information. Information that they have no business sharing with anyone at all. And that information makes it back to you. I have watched friendships be destroyed over gossip. I have watched churches split over gossip. I've seen families torn apart all because information that should have remained private was shared. And, and we think it's like middle school, it's childish, but so many people, I don't care if you're 79, I, I know grandmas that they spend all day long, all day gossiping. They got a list of who they call. And, and it ain't like, how are you, I love you. Like, did you know? What about this? Does so-and-so know? Maybe we should call them. They spend all day long gossiping. The crazy thing is, is we, get, we come to church and we love Jesus, but sometimes we mask our gossip in a prayer request. I'm going to hit this real hard for just a minute. I'm feeling mean in this 1130 service. We mask our gossip in a prayer request. We will call people and say, you need to pray for so-and-so. And really, all you're looking for is for them to say, well, why? So that you can give all the dirt possible. And here's the problem. You had no intentions of actually getting on your knees and bombarding heaven on their behalf. You just wanted to share the dirt. Yeah, I'm preaching better than you're clapping, and it's because you have masked your gossip in the form of a prayer request. We just need to pray. Well, how much time have you spent on your knees praying about that? A lot of us have zero intention of actually praying for that person or praying for that situation. We just feel more powerful that we know something that others don't. We feel better about ourselves because we found dirt on somebody else. 
This is going to go well. Pastor, you know, I just speak truth. I get that all the time. I'm just a truth teller. I call it like I see it. And you may be spitting facts. You may be. But here's something you need to know. Everything that is said must be true, must be true but not everything that is true must be said. There are some things that are true, but you shouldn't be sharing it. That's, it's not your life. It's not your kids. It's not your marriage. What gives you the right to share private information about somebody else's business? I'm preaching a little harder this service, and maybe it's because I've warmed up, or maybe I've gone crazy, and I'll regret this later. But a lot of us, we, we, we fall into the trap and think, well, it's true, I can say it. That, that's not what it means. You may know a truth that you should never share. You should just pray for that individual. Pray for that situation. Ask God to help them, whatever it is. And in all that, remember the mess God brought you out of. I mean, think about this. While you were in a mess and you were in sin, God still had great things to say over your life. So why are we so pumped up to share negative things about other people's lives? Gossip hurts so many different people. And we have to ask ourselves, what do we want to be known for? Do we want to be known as a person who builds people up, who encourages other people, who, who comes into a room and lifts everybody? Or do we want to be known as that person, yep, Sister Bucket Mouth, who trashes everybody? Which one is it? Like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the answer should be real easy. Like, nobody looks at someone who gossips all the time and says, I just, man, I'm going to try so hard to be like you. I have never met a gossiper that I said, I want to be just like you. But I have met some encouragers that I said, you know what, I need to work on my positivity. I need to encourage more people. I need to inspire more people. We have to be intentional to do this. We have to be conscious of our words and, and think uh, about what we're saying because our words either bring life or they bring death. Again, so many people, they gossip because it makes them feel better about their issues. And so it's an attempt to make others feel worse so they can feel better. And gossip hurts everybody. I want to give you the people gossip hurts. Number one, gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Now, this is the obvious one. This is the only one we normally talk about. Gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. That's the given. We understand that. Proverbs 16, 28 says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. That's a good verse. Many of you can testify to friendships that are not where they should be because of gossip. Maybe even a marriage that's not where it should be because you shared something in confidence with somebody. And then that information made it back not only to you, but maybe it made it back to your spouse. And now they're mad over something different. How many of gossip affects people? It affects the person it's spoken about. And we have to be careful that we don't participate in that, that we... We grow up. I've seen people who, who confided in a person, like and shared a personal struggle. 
And they believed it was in confidence, only to find out later it wasn't. They went and shared that. And now not only do I have this struggle, this addiction in my life, now I have embarrassment. Because you took something that was on my heart that I shared with you in confidence, and now you have shared that with other people. So gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. We, we get that one. But gossip hurts the listener. You say, well, I never gossip. Well, how much gossip do you listen to? Because you don't have to say it to be participating in it. If you listen to gossip, you are just as guilty as the one saying it. And this is, this is where we have to draw a line because Proverbs 17 and 4 says, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Like if you're one of those people looking for the dirt and looking for the new news on somebody, look at what that says. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Then he says, he says this, liars pay close attention to slander. In other words, we got major issues when we are looking for gossip, when we are excited to hear the latest dirt on somebody or a struggle that somebody might have. And, and so gossip is wrong to say it, but it's equally as wrong to listen. And you need to know this. If they will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. Baby doll, they just waiting on you to leave the room. You're next. They're going to use their words against you. And, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm, I may dance. I probably won't. What you permit, you promote. So if you don't stop the gossip, you are promoting it. You're promoting it. Your inaction sometimes says as much about you as what you're saying. That when gossip hits the ears of someone who loves Jesus, it ought to immediately die. It hit my ears. We're going to stop it here. I'm not going to participate in that. So it's wrong to listen to it. Wrong to say it. It hurts the person who says it. It hurts the person who listens. Number three, it, it, or it hurts the person that said about. Number three, it hurts the speaker, the one who's saying it. Proverbs 25, 9 and 10 says, When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your good reputation. The writer is letting us know here you can build a lifetime, like a reputation over a lifetime. And because of one moment of gossip, you can lose that good reputation and never regain it. And, and you, I know that's hard for you to fathom, but, but how many of you are like me when someone is gossiping and, and, you, and you know they're like known for it? You know that they're going to talk. Don't you think thoughts like, I wonder what they say when I'm not here? Or, you know, you, 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 you think, I should be very careful as to what I say in their presence. See, that, that's, that's an asterisk on your reputation. That people don't feel they can trust you because you can't keep information with yourself. And so, so important that, that we... We grow up in, in, in gossip, in criticism. All these things say so much 
about where we are. It says so much about where our heart is, where our thoughts are. And here's a bold statement, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. What, what do I got to lose now? You do not need to invent things with your small mind and then share them with your big mouth. I'm making a lot of friends today. Small-mindedness. So we got to talk about others. It hurts the person that's spoken about. It hurts the speaker. It hurts the one listening. We could sum it up by saying gossip hurts everybody. Everybody involved is hurt when it comes to gossip. So we have to conclude that our best course of action is to eliminate it. We have to get it out of our life. We have to learn to stop it. You know, not, not just stop doing it, stop listening to it. We, we have to make an attempt to do that. And the question is, how do we do that? I'm going to give you two steps to stopping gossip in your life. Number one, we need to guard our ears. Don't put yourself in situations where you might have to hear something you don't need to hear. And we all know what that's like. Have you ever been in a conversation and somebody began sharing something and immediately you felt extremely uncomfortable? Like, you know, at that moment, you got you to guard your ears. And I know it's uncomfortable and nobody wants to stop anybody from speaking. Uh, Pastor, I'm just nice. You know, I can't be rude. You know, I can't tell them to, to shut up. But, but here's something you can do. There's one psychology article that said this. It said we could all stop gossip with one question. So you need to write this question down. You're going to use it this week. Because you're going to be in the break room. And they're going to come in and say, did you know? And then they're going to go, duh, duh, and you're just going to have, hold on, I got a question. Here it is. Why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me this? Now, you don't have to be sassy. You don't have to shake your head and say, bring it down. Why are you telling me this? You don't have to be rude. I'm not saying you got to do all that. But you do have to confront it. You do have to say it. And, and even it, maybe that's too, I know some people hate confrontation. Like you really hate it. It makes you sick to your stomach to think about asking that question in the middle of a conversation because it's just, oh, it put me in such an awkward spot. So I'm going to give you a way of asking it in a softer way, okay? Ask them this. Have you had a chance to talk to them about it? How many? That's a little softer. That's not like, why are you telling me that? It's, have you had a chance to talk to them? How many? We could solve a lot of these issues if we would stop talking to one another and go right to the person. Have a conversation there and leave it there. Now watch this. It's a principle Jesus taught. Jesus is talking in Matthew 18. And in context, he's talking about conflict between two believers. But in Matthew 18, 15, he says this. If another believer sins against you, go privately point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it... You have won that person back. So Jesus teaches the principle of going straight to the individual. It's something he taught us to do. So when you ask them, hey, why are you telling me this? Or, 
Hey, have you talked to them about this? When you stop them in the midst of their gossip, you are actually, get this, you're actually helping them be more like Jesus. So now you don't have to just say, I'm rude to people. You're not being rude. You're doing what the Bible says to do. Okay, Proverbs 20 and 19 says that gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. I wonder how many people we'd have to cut out of our life if we honored that scripture. I wonder how many people we might have to distance ourselves from if we obeyed that scripture. A gossip tells secrets, so don't hang out with people who chatter. So we're going to guard our ears, number two. We're going to close our mouth. This is deep stuff, isn't it? Very simple but effective. Proverbs 21 and 23. I'm going to read this, and then we're going to read it together. Look at this verse. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. What a verse. Come on, on the count of three, we're going to read it together. One, two, three, go. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. One more time. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Congratulations. Some of you just memorized a Bible verse. You say, I just need to get the church. I need a word. There's your word. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Come on, hit your neighbor and say, that's a word. No, hit him again and say, that'll preach. That'll preach. That'll preach. We, could, we could spend time right there if we wanted to. We need to ask ourselves, like, when it comes to gossip, would I want this shared if I wasn't present about me? Like, if this story was about me and this conversation was going to happen in a room that I'm not in, would I want that to happen? And if the answer is no, then why would I want that to happen for somebody else? Because there's another principle Jesus taught, not only go to them, but Jesus taught this principle in Luke 6, that we are to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. And, and so we are, we are preferring our brother. We're, we're esteeming people. We're building people up, not tearing them down. And so... The reason we gossip, I'm going to kind of sum this up with a statement. I'm almost done, believe it or not. There's not a whole lot else you can do with this. We just have to hit you and everything. We have to stop it. That's what we have to do. Check this out. Gossip claims I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel proclaims I am weak, but he is strong. Man, that's so good. Gossip claims I am strong. Because they are weak. At the end of the day, a lot of people gossip because if I can be critical or gossip about your fashion sense and the way you steward your money and the way you raise your kids and the way you treat your spouse, if I, if I can spend all of my time gossiping about all your issues, you know what it means? It means I don't have to deal with my own issues. And... <laughs> We need to get people back in the water. Switch gears. If I spend all my time gossiping about you, I don't have to work on me. If I can make them feel worse, or if I can 
make others think more negatively about them, it somehow in a weird, sinister kind of way makes me feel better about me, my, my issues. Gossip claims I am strong because they're weak, but the gospel, the good news, Jesus, the message of Jesus proclaims I am weak, but he is strong. And at the end of the day, we need to understand, we're calling this series Taming the Tongue, but how many know this is not a tongue problem? This is a heart problem. We're not even really dealing with like your, I know I joked last week, some of y'all are going to have to put your tongue in the baptistry. And it preached well, and it's funny. I thought it was funny. But it would really be your heart. I mean, it's not the tongue. It's the heart. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when my heart's bad, I gossip. When my heart's bad, I criticize people. When my heart's bad, I lie. When my heart's bad, I complain. See, all of those are just issues of, of the bigger issue, and that is the heart. And, and for a lot of Christians, here's the gap. Here, here's, the, here's why we gossip. Here's why we criticize. We've never come into agreement with what God has said about us. And so we can't speak good things about others. We live in such a level of sin, not just sin, not, not sin, that's the wrong word. Such a level of shame, guilt, and condemnation over our own lives. We feel so bad about us that all we do is spend time making others feel bad about themselves. But when you get into God's Word and you allow the Holy Spirit to do something in your heart and you start learning things like, I have been fearfully and wonderfully made, that God has designed me and created me to do good works, that I'm the head and not the tail, that there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, that when I start believing what God has said over me, then there's no reason for me to need to make you feel worse. Like, if anything, I want to take what he's saying over me, come into alignment with that, and then extend that same grace over the people in my life. Gossip. Such a difficult thing sometimes to detect in our own lives. See, when God gets a hold of my heart, he will automatically get a hold of my tongue. And that means I'll stop criticizing people and I'll start encouraging people. I'll stop gossiping about people, and I will actually do, like, actually get on my knees and pray for them. Think about that. What would happen in the body of Christ if we stopped all criticism, complaining, lying, and gossip, and we really started encouraging others? We really started unifying and lifting one another up. And even when we knew all their dirt, we stood beside them and said, God brought me out of the pit. He'll bring you out of the pit. I'll stand in the gap. I'll pray for you. I'll fast for you. I'll come to your house. I'll do whatever it takes to help you get out of this mess. And, and I won't use this as an opportunity to criticize, to put down. I, I will not utilize this moment for that. Worship team, y'all better come because I'm about. I feel a preach today. Now, it's been hard all day long, but I'm I'm sensing this thing. We have to stop gossip when it hits our ears 
it should be dead. Why? Because we have a choice to make. We have a decision to make as it relates to gossip, complaining, criticizing, whatever it may be. We have a choice to make. I said this in one of the other services, and I want to say it again because I think it's important. How often do we go all week long, spending all week, criticizing people, complaining about our life, gossiping about other people, but, oh, we're going to get to church because I need my miracle. How in the world are we going to come up in here and expect God to move in our lives? and receive miracles and healings and all these beautiful things that people need in their life. But how is that possible if we spend all of our time tearing others down, criticizing, complaining? What would happen if the body of Christ got together? What if you got caught not gossiping, but you got caught building people up. You're in the break room at work, and they walk in, and they find you talking about somebody who's not even present, but you're talking nothing but good things about them. You may be able to find two things about their entire life that's good, but that's what you talk about is those two things. Well, you know what? I know that they do A, B, and C. You're thinking that. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about, well, they're a good parent. They're, they do this really well. I can't believe. You, you should meet so-and-so. I can't believe that God is using them on that kind of level. They, God's given them so much wisdom at a young age. We could spend our energy building people up. And I wonder what God would do if we started using our words to encourage, to lift, and to build up. If you believe that today, come on, stand to your feet. Give God the best praise you have all day. Come on, give Him a praise. Come on, I know this was like surgical, but we got to change the things that we say and the things that we speak. Would you bow your heads all over this place and close your eyes? No one looking around in this moment. What a beautiful day it's been with the baptisms. It's probably a great day to share a word that's so difficult to hear because we were able to celebrate and get the heart ready to hear a word that I I think it convicts many people. I I really believe that. But I want to deal with those that are not in a relationship with Jesus this morning. You don't know Him as your personal Savior, and, and you're in this place for whatever. Maybe you came just to watch somebody else be baptized. But the truth is, you need Jesus. You need to be saved. If that's you and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I don't want to embarrass you, but if that's you, you say, I want to make Jesus my Lord and my Savior, would you throw your hand up right there where you are and say, that's me, Pastor. I I need Jesus today. Thank you for that hand. God bless you. Anyone else? You say, that's me today. See those two over there. God bless you. Anyone else? If you're watching online, we would love to pray for you as well. One over here. God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. God sees those hands. More importantly, He sees your heart. And I want us to pray with all these hands that have gone up. We're going to invite Jesus to change us and to save us today. We believe in our heart. We confess with our mouth. Everybody together say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you.
in the name of Jesus, I believe that you came, you lived a sinless life, you died in my place. I ask you to forgive me, to come into my heart, to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me and changing me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, celebrate those individuals today. So good, so good. If you prayed that prayer, we want to help you take your next step. Very simple. There's a connect card in the seat back in front of you. And we don't do this just to do it. Like, the staff has gotten on to me because a lot of times I get so caught up in the moment, I don't even slow down and say, hey, can you please fill out a card and let us know who you are? because it's irresponsible for people to get saved and then us not do our part to help you take your next step. So I apologize that at times I forget that, that very important step. So if you would just take a moment to fill that out, let us know who you are. You made a decision for Christ and our team will be in, in touch with you. We'll help you take your next step. How I many know that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. That's, that's what it's all about. Prayer team and staff, please come. We want to open up these altars, and I just want to remind you, these altars, I think sometimes we think we can only come up if we need prayer for the area that Pastor Chad preached about. And if you need prayer because you struggle with gossip, we will obviously pray with you. But you may be here, and you need a healing in your body. You need God to provide for your family. or I don't care what it is. That's what the altar's for. We're here to pray for whatever it is that you're believing God for, and we're going to do that in this last song. Before we do it, let's give God one more time the best praise we have. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Bethesda Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.